0: On this episode of Locked On Lightning, we discuss the Lightning's loss in OT, a disappointing ending to what turned out to be a very good start. The Lightning now sit 3-1 in the series. We'll recap that game, all that more. But first, let's play that music. You're Locked On Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to another episode of Lockdown Lightning, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host Adam Danker. I would like to thank all of you for making us your first, making us your first listen of the day. Or if you're watching us on YouTube, thank you for making this your first watch of the day. On this episode, we're recapping this only really minutes after the Lightning's three-two loss in overtime in Game Four, sending the series back to Colorado for Friday night uh, with the Lightning down three-one in this. So. Initial thoughts, um, shocked, shocked, shocked that really, you're really, with the way that the game started, I, I really thought that, especially with that, that, that goal by Sorelli 39 seconds in and, and great to see him get, uh, get going, uh, goals in his last two games now. Um, and, and with later on, you kind of see, um, unfortunately uh, with him he he got cut by a blade uh, during the game so unfortunately you know you don't want that happening to a guy and it's unfortunate for that to happen when he's just looks like he's starting to get going and yeah initial initial reaction at this game is shock I mean everything pointed in favor of the lightning. Um, winning this game, you know, whenever the lightning get off to a good start. We've spoken about this on the pod many, many, many times is that this lightning team thrives off momentum. So when they especially when they score first and and I always say that their their their, their performance in the first 5 uh minutes of the first period really tells a lot about what kind of game and what kind of team we're going to get from them. What what kind of uh performance we're going to get. And uh everything went well. Uh, And even after the McKinnon goal, which tied the game up on the power play, which uh, I wasn't overly concerned at that point. It was early on in the second period, only five minutes in. And and really my thought process at at that point was that um, this was a weird goal. Um, If you don't, if you didn't watch the game or you don't remember the highlight, McKinnon kind of got turned around up in front of Vasilevsky in front of the net. And it was a shot that just went off his skate and past Vasilevsky and, um, I wasn't worried it was because um, I don't think goaltenders or even teams in general really take a lot of stock uh, in those kind of situations when the goals are scored in such a manner. Uh, so moving on in the second period, and just doing a quick recap in case you forgot if you're watching this a little later on, whether it's right after the game or early in the morning on Thursday morning. Um, yeah, uh, just just overall state of shock, really. Uh, when it comes down to it, I I really, really, really thought this team, um, just the way they were playing, they were playing very well. And and unfortunate, you know, you could see, and I hate to say this, because I, f- I, I feel like it doesn't tell the whole story, and, and I never want to use this as an excuse, but fatigue and the amount of games the Lightning have played up into this point in the playoffs did play a factor. We're starting to see it really settle in, especially as these games get deeper and deeper and more grueling and grueling. We saw it tonight. I mean, listen, lightning were at one point in front of this game. Uh, Once, once McKinnon scored, Hedman had that highlight reel goal, uh, dangled to pass Darcy Kemper, who, who kind of had a weird night in front of net, blocked a lot of shots, took a lot of shots and to the head. Um, But yeah, at that point, I really thought the Lightning were going to capitalize off of that. Um, you know, this was still in the second period; it was only two minutes, uh, ten minutes into the second, and I really thought we were going to see maybe a couple more goals, I, at least one more goal, at, out of Tampa before the the period ended. You know, just I, I feel like whenever they score a goal like that in that manner, I feel like they always get a ton of energy, and you didn't really see it um, when I sat back and, and kind of looked at the the numbers and just you know, kind of ingested everything that went on from that period during the second intermission, I kind of realized the trend was happening at that point. I realized that um, you kind of saw slowly but surely uh, Colorado starting to get some momentum, starting to have a lot more offensive zone presence, and obviously that's not something that the Lightning really want uh, in, in a team that forechecks as well as Colorado. And, and we saw a whole lot of that in the third period. And, and, you know, I, I got to tip my cap to Colorado in this one. Um, it, it seems whenever Tampa was starting to, to really get things going, they just, they just weathered through the storm and, and slowly, but surely almost like a chessboard creeped their way up the ice. Um, and they, they played well, they, they matched the lightning shift for shift for the most part in this game, especially in the third period off that weird, str- another strange goal. Uh I believe it was Sturm that took the initial shot for Colorado, but it deflected off Cogliano, uh, going in, tying things up uh, two minutes in, and this was just—you you, kind of saw from that point on Tampa starting to kind of fade. Um, I was surprised, believe it or not, that at that that this game actually went into overtime. I kind of felt the way the tide was turning. Uh, in this game I really thought that Colorado was going to score later on it was going to be like maybe within the last minute or so but Tampa held on Vasilevsky kept them in this game and and really you know that's why Vasilevsky is the best on the planet because I I really think that if and I'm not just saying like even if even if the Lightning did end up winning this game I still feel like that Vasilevsky would have been the reason why Tampa ended up winning this game if they did, uh, just like the same reason why this game went to overtime and, and, you know, the game lasted as long as it did. Because let's face it, uh, once we got to overtime, uh, Tampa was just completely wiped out. Um, You saw it. There was the shifts. And we all know with playoff hockey, especially in OT, uh, five on five, the shifts get a lot longer. Uh, you want to stretch guys out. And and we really saw uh, Colorado's rest. They had eight days off before they went into this final. And up until that point before the finals, they didn't really play a lot of games. Remember, they swept Nashville. they The series, I believe, against St. Louis, yeah, they went that went to six. And then they swept Edmonton. So really not a whole ton of games to be played where on the other side of that uh, – Tampa played seven in the first, uh, four in the second, and then seven again in the Eastern Conference Finals. So uh, really, you know, I think this was a very good game played by both teams. I thought Tampa came out with a lot of energy, uh, did everything the right way. Uh, A lot of guys were banged up in this one, but ended up coming back into the game. There are some things that Tampa could have done better uh, in this one that I think that at certain points um, they kind of just – gave opportunities away um, or, or just held on to the puck too much. And I'll talk about that in the second part of the show. But first, I want to talk about our first sponsor of the day, and that is rockauto.com with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models. Just with everything going up in today's economy, you want to spend the least amount of money as possible. And rockauto, especially if it's on your car, rockauto is the place for you. Save time and money, most importantly, when you use Rock Auto, why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto, but most importantly, you know, besides spending less money, the most important thing to me when I look at businesses, uh, what kind of people run those businesses? And Rock Auto is a family business serving the do it yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. So go to explore their easy to use website today to find a solution for your auto part needs. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on. And they're, how did you hear about us box? So we know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need RockAuto.com. So moving on to, you know, I, I spoke about a lot of the things that Tampa that I liked that, I, that I saw Tampa do in this game. And, and, you know, like I said before, Vasilevsky was really the reason why this game lasted as long as it did. I think if you know you have maybe somebody else. I don't. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to play the what if game in terms of if we had a other goaltender. No, I'm not doing that. But I think it would if it was any other goaltender. Um, I, I think this game would have ended in the third period. Uh, after, well, you know, in regulation. So yeah, just. Some of the good things, though, you know, in a loss like this, it's tough. Lightning are now on the brink, uh, down three one in the series, um, going back to Colorado on Friday, and they have to win. That's it, they, they, they either win or the season's over. Uh, and and but, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of reflection from now until Friday night, uh, to where this team is going to look at some of the things that were done correctly in this game and some of the things that weren't done correctly in this game. And and I always find it important, uh, especially this season, uh, just by the way this team has played and and the struggles that they've had that you always with a loss, you always have to look at the things you did well, Uh, unless for game two, where really the, the only thing that they did well was not have any major injuries. That was really the only thing that they did well for game two. But Tonight, I really thought this team did a very good job uh, in the neutral zone for the most part. They changed things up. They didn't allow Colorado to consistently be in the offensive zone and press up high, which uh, we saw Colorado do a very good job of uh, in games one and two. But and, and you saw Tampa was starting to kind of figure it out as they went along. Uh, they did a very good job in game three, obviously, winning that game in convincing fashion. Uh, I just feel like, in the same sense, with that, you can't really look at games two and three um, in in a really serious sense in terms of how that would potentially dictate the rest of the series. Just because in those games, I feel like the score is so lopsided, and I feel like the losing team on both in both games, just what what their full potential was not there, the energy was not there. Um, they were just off. You know, every team has nights when they're they're just off their game. And Tampa and Colorado, uh, in the games that they lost, games two and three, uh, those teams just had an off night. And that's basically what it came down to, as well as the goaltenders. Uh, what you saw tonight and what you saw in game one uh, is really when we look back on this series, whether Tampa series, whether their season ends Friday night or they extend it into a game six or game seven or whatever the case may be, um we're gonna look at those games uh and any subsequent games that are similar as the games that really you really when you look down when you look at the meat and potatoes of this series that is what you're gonna look at for context. So what I thought they did a very good job other than that was uh the way they cleared the cleared the zone. Uh usually in games one, two, and three, you would see this Tampa team clear it up along the boards. I mean, every team does that, uh, but they did a good, very good job because you saw in game in earlier in the series, Colorado would kind of cut them off along the boards. Uh, Colorado does a fantastic job cleaning up along the boards, and so does Tampa. But um, that's where a lot of uh, times Colorado would force those neutral zone turnovers. But um, so 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 Tampa kind of changed things around. Uh, instead of just flipping it up the ice along the boards, uh flipping, you know, just just throwing it up in the air, um, which which I liked because that 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 kind of allowed Tampa to to have more clean uh, shift changes where Colorado wouldn't be able to get a, a lot of momentum right away back into the offensive zone. Um, I, I really thought that that was a smart move. You kind of see and this is what every Lightning game in which they they struggle, in which they lose, they they tend to down the line as the game pro- progresses. Um, they they tend to get away from what worked, and, and I'm very curious. And it wasn't as egregious as in previous games where Tampa just would would just not would would just flat out stop doing things. Um, This game was more so, um, it it was a fading, uh, digression, which I, once again, earlier in the, in the, in the episode, I really thought that had to go, that had to do with fatigue. Um, but I'm not going to use fatigue as a, as an overall excuse. you still got to go out there. You still got to play the game. Um, as long as there's minutes and seconds left on that clock, you still got to go out there and play games. Um, one player that really stuck out to me tonight and, and I feel like he hasn't really got a ton of credit uh considering he he has really been thrown in a in a big big role um over the series and, and that has been and and parts of the Ranger series as well has been Riley Nash he's been filling in uh Braden point spot uh with Braden point dealing with his injury um uh, and and you know being out of the lineup and then coming in and then getting pulled out of the lineup uh Riley Nash uh has has really done a fantastic job only 9 minutes of ice time tonight one takeaway one hit and one shot on net but um it's not so much what he does with the puck it's what he has done off of the puck um any play in which you see the line that he is on uh they're swarming around they're they're doing a lot of things and the thing about him that really impressed me especially tonight um was that, you know, it you could kind of tell in certain situations, maybe during the regular season, he kind of wasn't getting his footing right in terms of just, you know, being in the flow of the game. Uh, but but and, and there'd be often times where he would kind of get stuck in a very weird situation, in a weird spot on the ice, uh, to where that could potentially lead to a goal or a turnover. Uh tonight he did a fantastic job. He he was moving his feet constantly. He was always in the area of the play, he was – and obviously he's a professional athlete. He's a professional hockey player. Of course, he, he he's doing a lot of things right. But uh, for a guy who who has kind of just not really been a fit – has been, I would guess, at best, a footnote on this team all season long in and out of the lineup when, when guys are injured uh, and then being thrown into a huge, huge um, situation, one of the biggest series and games of the year – um, even though it ended in a loss, I thought Riley Nash played a fantastic game. Uh, and the other thing is with 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 that is that I fully expect him to to bring the same energy and 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 productiveness uh, to Friday. Um, for any Lightning fans that are looking at this and saying, "Well, he didn't really do anything. I don't know why you're making a big deal about it." Well, Riley Nash, his job is not to go. You know, even though he is filling in for Braden Point, he's not going in to do Brayden Point's job that's 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 left up to the other guys, the other big names, the other scorers on this team, guys like Alex Cloran who has yet to get going, which, you know, it's unfortunate we have not seen him score a goal this entire postseason, which I really thought when on the ESPN broadcast, when he was picked as one of the overtime scorers, I really thought that was just kind of, you know, the universe telling us that Alex Klorin was finally, finally going to get uh, his moment and score a goal uh, to tie the series up. But obviously – uh, we're going to have to wait another game for possibly that happening. But, yes, Riley Nash doing a phenomenal job. Uh, definitely going to s- hopefully see him do that. And and if the Lightning can extend the series, uh, they were saying before the game that it looks like Corey, um, Corey Perry, Braden Point, should be available, uh, according to John Cooper, should be available by game six. So, you know, we'll have to extend the series and see what happens uh, if Point's Point's not uh, 100% or not. Um, other than that, um, I thought this team did a very good job offensively for the most part uh, in the start of the game, the first first period and then part of the second period. Uh, other than that, as the game progressed, um, you could, like I said, this group started to fade. Uh, this really started to become more of uh, just weathering the storm, more on the defensive side of things in OT. And you could only play that long for so long. And, and I really – I was tweeting back and forth with a, with a listener, and they were saying you know, they, they weren't really optimistic about this ending well for Tampa. And I said, you know, in, in that kind of situation, uh, all it takes is a lucky bounce um, your way going the other way. And, and unfortunately, the Lightning did not get that. So we'll wrap things up, talk about um, some of the indiv- individual performances in this game. And then, uh, yeah, we'll just wrap things up with that. Uh, but first, want to talk about our last sponsor of the day is BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Final the latest developments, league reviews, news, including this year's NHL playoffs, as well as Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. And BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcast news this season, head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action bet online where the game starts. So uh, if you haven't already, if you're a new listener uh, or a new watcher on YouTube, first of all, thank you for joining us and uh, please go ahead. And if you don't know where to follow us on social media, we are at LO underscore lightning on Twitter and locked on underscore lightning on Instagram. You can find me on Twitter at danky dank d e n k y d A N K. You tweet to me questions, comments about the game, whatever about the team. Uh, usually I try to get back to all of you as soon as I can. And if you're watching us on YouTube, please subscribe and hit that notification bell below. And if you have a question for the show that wants to be that you want answered on the next episode or whenever, uh, go ahead and drop it below. Uh, we're going to try and so we could have more engagement with you guys and, and you know, get get have you guys be more a part of the show. So, yeah, um, some of the individual performances uh, other than Riley Nash, because I, I really had to give a little bit of alone time to Riley Nash because he has really played fantastic. Like I said, he's not even though he is replacing Braden Point, he's not here to do Braden Point's job. Um, and that cannot be overstated. So looking at some of the other performances tonight, I already stated Alex Klorin really needs to get it going. Um, three shots on goal tonight, one block, one giveaway. Uh, he, he has a one positive one in the plus minus department. Really don't care about that. Um, Andre Palat uh, really thought he was another one I, I, I kind of had a feeling. I thought was going to come up big in OT, has the most overtime goals in, Stan, uh, in Lightning history in the playoffs. Uh, Nick Paul. Another one, I think that's everybody's favorite uh, player on this team right now. Uh, just, you know, since day one being traded from Ottawa, uh, really has just endeared himself so much to the Lightning fans everywhere. And he has done a fantastic job. UFA after this year, I'd be shocked if they don't bring him back. Uh, but that's conversation for the offseason. We're discussing the final right now. Um, Anthony Sorelli, like I stated at the top of the show, but I want to talk about it again, uh, has really been struggling, and, and we we all if you've been following this team for a while, you know Anthony. Uh, he he's always one of those players that is always in the thick of it. Uh, he's always doing something, whether it be on the puck or off the puck. Um, and and he's a very good two way of uh, forward, and and you could see that. And and what I think was part of the reason why um, the Lightning struggled, especially uh, in the third period, and then subsequently in overtime, was uh, if you don't remember, if you just or you just didn't, didn't know. Uh, Sorelli was involved. uh, I believe it was early in the second period. Um, He fell, he took a weird spill behind the net. And at first I thought it was his, his, um, his wrist. I thought he fell weird on his hand just by the way he flung off his glove. I just, I I assumed that's what it was. Um, And then it turned out he got cut on the arm by escape blade and, and, you know, I was, I was really worried at that point, just, you know, is he going to be able to come back, you know, cause he's going to have to get stitches wrapped up and, you know, the chances of those stitches ripping open during the course of the game. Um, didn't take any face-offs afterwards, which I think really hurt the lightning down the road. Uh, he's one of the best uh, face-off guys on this team was 67% from the circle tonight. Uh, that's the best on the team. Um, but he did a very good job, uh, scored a goal in the last game. And then he scored a goal tonight, did a fantastic job getting things going for the Lightning early on. One of those guys that bona fide playmaker just gets better and better um, with every game. Uh, one of those guys that definitely learns from things that yeah, he does not do well or makes mistakes on. Um, and and a, the one guy, though, that was very surprising and very quiet tonight was Nikita Kucherov. Uh, Nikita Kucherov, only two shots on that tonight. Um, wasn't very active. You know, there was some concern. After the last game, when he got hurt, I don't, I, I believe it was Taves, um, Devon Taves, uh, cross checked him, a nasty spill into the boards for Kucheroff there. Had came immediately off the ice afterwards in pain, had trouble walking. Um, but tonight, I didn't feel like he was that that was inhibiting him from his performance. Now he's probably. Just the way he fell, I wouldn't be surprised if it's something with his hip or something with his leg. But my issue with Cooch tonight, and and we've spoken about this before with him, was that there are often times when he, you know, because he has all the talent in the world, we know what Nikita Kucherov is capable of. Um, and, and he has been plagued by injuries, so you know, the stats don't always reflect the, the level of player he is compared to other guys in the league. But we know what he's capable of, but when you're one of the top players on this team, and he definitely is, him and Stamkos, uh, and you play 22 minutes plus, almost 23, and you have two shots on net and that's it, and and the shots on net weren't exactly danger chances for Kemper tonight, I kind of have an issue with that. And that was kind of the issue I had with Point as well being out there, not 100%. You saw there was there was flashes of, of vintage Braden Point uh, in terms of being that playoff player, um, but not being able to do 100% out there. And I'm curious um, if if that was kind of the same thing with Cooch tonight. But at the same time, you know, and, and I'm sure John Cooper feels this way, and I'm sure Cooch feels this way as well. Uh, you know, if Cooch doesn't play, you know, who, who who do you put out there? Um, Alex Bearboulet. Other than that, I mean, there's really not, you know, you have point out. You have Kucherov out at that point. If you if coach didn't play, and you know you're in a tough, you're a very tough position there. Uh, and then the last player uh, that really stuck out to me because really what this came down to was that I think that we kind of all figured this fatigue issue with Tampa was going to happen. Um, so I think it was very imperative for this team to not only get started early, uh, but to also try and tack on as early as possible. And that's why I was saying after the headman goal, not only did I think it was going to happen. Uh, Tampa picking up another goal, but I, I really, thought, really thought at that point in time that they needed to because you could kind of see the, uh, the tank kind of starting to really get empty there. Um, Steven Stamkos, two shots on net, really didn't do much other than block shots tonight, which obviously you can't understate how valuable that is in the playoffs, and, and that was a huge, huge difference maker down the road, and uh, other than Andre Vasilevskiy, uh, being a net and doing his thing. Uh, that was the other thing that really helped the lightning out a lot tonight, but you're one of the top scorers on the team. Um, didn't see a whole ton of shots set up for him, especially in in, in that circle. And I think a lot of that, like I said, lightning were just at that point in time after the headman goal. Uh, you start, you started to see, uh, really not a whole lot of energy coming out of this team consistently. So, um, you know, hopefully the Lightning could, could figure things out around that. I think what we need to do in terms of for Game 5, really look at what worked in Game 3 as well as the early stages of, of Game of Game 3 and tonight in Game 4. So you really need to look at that, uh, think about what worked, and, and really not only hold the Lightning at bay, I mean hold the, the Avalanche at bay, but uh, really try to tack on and get that offense early on, and, and try and score in clusters. And, and as well, I mean, we'll talk about all of it on tomorrow's episode. But other than that, really limit the power plays because, as we've seen throughout this series, Colorado is lethal on the power play. So uh, make sure like make sure to like and subscribe to the pod. We are available wherever podcasts are distributed in audio form, and we're also available on YouTube. If you're watching this, you already know that. So hit that subscribe button and hit that thumbs up and the notification bell, so as soon as the newest episode drops, you will be notified. So that's been it for this episode of Lock On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you in the next one.